0: Thinking.
1: how did this happen well it's a long story what have you brought today tell me
2: a contender it's main event time
0: Other is a
2: friend from work. Oh, come on. Spoilers. Apermidip. Spoilers. Spoilers.
0: Apermidip. Spoilers.
1: Welcome back everyone. This is episode number 81 of discussing who, and tonight is or this morning or this afternoon or whenever you might be listening to us, this episode is all about discussing comics. And the reason for that, we're reviewing Thor Ragnarok or also known as Thor 3. And joining me as always, the impossible co-host himself, Clarence Brown. How's it going? going good man going good uh fresh from the theaters earlier
0: today and um i guess the debate between assigned seating rages on
1: yeah so speaking of glad you mentioned that because now i don't have to um (laughs) so before i get into this conversation and uh you know prove my rightness here uh before before we get into this conversation if you have not seen thor ragnarok then go out and see it, put us on pause, uh, save this episode, give us some stars on iTunes, and save the episode, then come back to us, because from henceforth, spoilers.
0: Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative.
2: Spoilers.
1: So, Clarence, if you don't mind, let me, do you mind me setting up uh, our uh, going to the movies today? Sure, go for it, man. Go for it. Cool. All right, so today uh, we were going to meet a couple of friends to go see Thor 3, or Thor Ragnarok, um, at a local theater about, for us, about probably about 20, 25 miles away, but not too far. Um, And we were going to go see it at 12.35 in the afternoon. Not in the morning, in the afternoon. On a Sunday afternoon at that. And we actually are driving up, or you are driving, I'm riding, and you get a call and it's probably about 12.05, so 30 minutes before the movie even starts. And what are you told? They're,
0: They're sold out, man. There are no more seats.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very discouraging,
0: man. Very discouraging. As we were just getting off the exit to enter the the, the street the movie theater was on. Uh, Yeah, kind of surprising. You know, 12.35 on a Sunday afternoon. And, you know, being in a Bible Belt, you would think most people would be in church. But nonetheless, it was sold out. And just really weird. So, if you heard our last podcast, we had a a, discussion. a, 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 A discussion. About assigned seating, and i 'm not saying i was, I was on either side. I was just trying to make the point
1: there 's arguments for both sides that 's the only point I was trying to make in our last discussion yes but but but, but anyone who wants to go back and listen to episode eighty as as true as Clarence is saying i 'm going to be honest i wasn 't trying to make either side. I was given my opinion, <laughs> and my opinion was i don 't like the reserve seating idea you uh, the showing either side kind of lean to the, oh man, it's okay to do that. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's kind of was my opinion, you know, playing
0: a little bit of devil's advocate there, but still, you know, I kind of tried, tried to make the argument for both sides. Uh, but that being said, uh. <laughs> first off the heels of that what happens the next day we get bit in the butt by the same thing reserved freaking seating and the strange thing about it our friend Justin who was actually at the theater you know telling us it's sold out said that he can look online and see that there were actually seats available in the theater interesting so, you know, yeah so I mean and and we actually even had this argument whether to go ahead and get the tickets or just wait till we got there and i think the big qualm or the big issue with this whole thing is it makes it harder than it needs to be just to get freaking tickets to the movies
1: yeah i agree and 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 here i i think is some of the problem and and here's where that problem's going to come in so at this particular cinema uh it's a cinemark uh theater in pearl mississippi um they have so many versions of the uh, type of experience that you can view that it limits the amount of screens that they're showing on. So, for instance, I'm looking on their website right now and they have real 3D. And on today, they only had um, three showings in just real 3D, they had two showings in real three d d box, they had five showings across the day in just digital cinema and then just in d box no three d they had two so you've you've by having so many different types you've limited your theater choices yeah, yeah no doubt and um uh,
0: and to to follow up that our plan B was to wait go to a theater we can just buy the tickets walk in we got the seats that we wanted prime real estate and there was no hassle
1: <laughs> correct now 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 let me put in for good measure you did ask me to just to be safe before we even because we, we were going to invite the other two guys to come with us so um you did say you know just in good measure to call the theater so at about 12:15 I called this other theater and since they had a great experience I got to give them props here. Uh it was the Malco Theater in Madison, Mississippi. Uh so good shout out to them. Um called about 12:15, got the recording, then I had to call another number. That's the only negative I could say there. Uh but called the other number and the the lady that answered, she said Oh yeah, there's the twelve twenty-five. It's about sixty percent or sixty-five percent full right now, and I would. And I, she said, but for the twelve fifty, you've got uh, about ten percent uh, or three percent, or it was a small percentage that was sold. And she said, but I'd really recommend that because it's the better sound and blah 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 blah. And you're right. We walked in, bought our tickets, went, sat down, watched some previews, enjoyed the movie. Yeah, man. Yeah, the debate rages on, folks. Yes, but <laughs> but, but but right now, Kyle's winning. So just just FYI. Yeah, uh, okay, uh, Charlie Shane uh, winning.
0: Okay, okay well um, but, Kyle's winning. Clue. But but uh, yeah, but just moving on from that, and before we get into the actual review. Mm-hmm. We saw two trailers of things that we have seen and talked about. We saw the uh, the Black Panther trailer, which there was some new scenes in that trailer, which I hadn't seen before. There was a bit more of Eric Kill Killmonger in those, uh, in that trailer, which I found very interesting and uh it just made me even more excited for for that movie. But not only that I have to admit, the the last Jedi trailer, I've seen that trailer probably like 20 times already but I still got goosebumps from seeing it in the theater man, it's just something about Star Wars man that just just, just it's just awesome and inspiring that I just I, I want to see this movie man, I want to see this movie
1: Alright, so let me say this the uh, okay, so how do I say this You know, I know that in a trailer, you purposely cut things to maybe, you know, what is it, misdirect, to misdirect an audience. You know, that the scene you think you're seeing is not really what happens, but it's a good attention getter and it's a good speculation centerpiece. Well, the way they cut the scene between Leia and uh, Kylo Even even watching it as a trailer gave me goosebumps and actually, you know, kind of just for a second made me kind of like really, really sad for a second.
0: (laughs) Yeah, they're trying to play with our emotions a little bit there. But, you know, let's just wait and see. I think a lot of misdirection is in that trailer. Uh, and, And again, it's just just. Something about the Star Wars universe, man, that gets me uh, crunk and expired and, and wanting to run
1: out to the movie theater again on December 15th. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Speaking of using, using that word, getting crunk, what did you think, or, or what do you think of the, going back to Black Panther, what do you think of the soundtrack? Um, uh, it's in what sense? It's I'm just b- asking, just in general. Why? Because it's black? No, I'm just asking in general <laughs> because I really like it. It's my point. Let's go, 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 The revolution will not be televised.
2: Show me my respect and bow down. We own ya. Yeah. We own ya. Yeah. We, on, yeah. we
1: only get it started now. Cause we own ya. We bad thing they know me now. Cause
2: we own ya. You, you and I'm my homie, cause we own ya. I waited my entire life for this. The world's gonna start over. I'ma burn it all! What happens now determines what happens to the rest of the world. to plug in,
0: turn on, and cop out. What's going on forever? The revolution will not be televised. Let's have some fun. The revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, I, I'm just jokingly saying it's black, but it is a lot more uh, African-American inspired and, you know, that leading to... A lot more, I'm not even gonna say, it. yeah, maybe a little hip hop esque, but it was more thematic. I kind of equate it to, you know, what we see in Thor is a little bit more um, rock and not even rock, really. I'm trying metal. to, I'm trying to metal. It. yeah, metal, metal, that's what I'm looking for. Metal and very 80s esque, 80s esque. Whereas, you know, uh, the Black Panther trailer feels a little bit more hip hop ish, maybe.
1: I don't know. Uh, what was your thoughts on the trailer? You seem to have uh, no. I just, I, I just find I mean, I'm sorry every, the music. Mm-hmm. No, I, I just find that every time that I hear it, it just seems, you know the the whole thing with the. Okay, so here's this, and I'm I, and maybe I'm listening more to the words, but yeah. you know you've got this, um, you, you've got this country that's hidden away from, uh, you know, that nobody knows exist in the, in the Marvel universe. And so you have these characters in their own screen, and they're fighting out in, you know, what I'm assuming is New York City, because in Marvel everything seems to happen in New York City. And so you got these, you know, characters fighting that are from Wakanda, and, you know, Wakanda historically being so secret, and you've got the words, this revolution will be televised – you know, going in the background, that would not be televised. It'll not be. Oh, okay. But still, yeah, I
0: think it's from a Gil Scott Heron um, record,
1: old school record. I think that's what that comes from. Uh But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's just, uh well, see, I did not hear, and maybe it's because of my hearing. I thought it was this revolution will be televised. So that kind of, you know, destroy, <laughs> destroys my whole point there. But still, I just like the music point blank. Yeah, yeah, good, good music, man, and uh,
0: Marvel definitely doing a good job with the themes and the music of their movies, and uh, even even they do it a lot in Thor, as I just mentioned before, and um, just the 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 I think of the theme of the music, and when I come to Thor, just the overall um, scale of what they were able to do in this movie, uh, I think it's other than Guardians of the Galaxy, it was the first mostly space marvel movie that we've had true uh, yeah and uh man I, I guess we'll get into it but i, I really really loved it and um uh, i'm sorry i didn't mean to take you off no, <laughs> no 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 you're,
1: no you're doing quite no that's now that's quite fine the only other thing that i want to say about the trailer we saw another trailer we've already seen that was um yeah, yeah exactly oh.
0: Yeah, I have no desire whatsoever to see the new mutants
1: yeah uh, even so more so now seeing it because if you notice I leaned forward trying to like take every bit of it in to make sure did I miss something and seeing it on the big screen I'm even more appalled that you're taking one of my favorite teams and making this movie and I say that with such disgust this movie is going to be more disgusting I think to me possibly don't say
0: it i don't let's have one podcast where we not
1: utter those words it is going to be more uh more 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 disgusting perhaps i'm not sure i haven't haven't you know it's still months away than that movie that we will not mention in this podcast (laughs) because of i don't want to bore our fans you know and you know we might could talk to Don. Uh, but who knows? But I'm not going to mention it, you know.
0: Some some poor kid is taking – well, overnight kid. Some poor grown young adult is taking a, a drink every time you say the words Batman v. Superman, and they're just stoned right now. They cannot listen to a podcast in, 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 without being enamored by the other uh, mentions of you. Okay, I'm through.
1: Yeah, but you, and you, well, you know, at least we have – Never mind. I'm not even going to go say, you know, anything about Zack Snyder not being as involved in this next movie as he was in the others. But blah, 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 blah. Anyway, back to Thor. Well, we did. Well, 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 we did
0: get a Justice League trailer as well. Or do. Yeah, no, we didn't. Did we? We did not. OK, OK. We probably did not. What did I We did what?
1: see what? a tri- we did see a poster. Yes,
0: that's right. That's right. It might be what I'm thinking of.
1: But but just again, on new 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 mutants. Or, new can, new- oh, oh, can I go there, please? Let me go there. could it could it it have been that superman versus batman was so one-dimensional that it was as good as at what is a you would have thought a trailer would have been as good as a poster
0: so what about thor three man thor ragnarok how about that
1: movie it was in full force four dimension three dimension two dimension not one dimension it was cool what did you think
0: Oh, definitely, man! Awesome on every level. The my favorite Marvel movie thus far, and that includes all the Avengers. Just everything. This is the this movie is now at the pinnacle of what Marvel can do as a studio, and just phenomenal, man, phenomenal. And um, yeah, a, a little more comedy than than we've had in times past. Maybe the mo- most most uh, comedic Marvel movie we've had, even more so than Ant Man.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, and did you – okay, so so let's kind of – okay, so let me ask you this question, and then we'll just kind of go through the movie. But um, did you find yourself, after having watched Thor – what was the second one? What was the name of it? Dark World. Dark World. Okay, so having – going um, from having just seen that particular movie yesterday – so it's fresh on your mind. You've just seen Thor 2, and it's dark, would you not say? Yes. Okay, yes. so going from that into this with a completely different tone, thoughts? Oh, man. It makes me think, what has
0: Thor, um, son Oden, been doing, uh, uh, God of Thunder? been doing in this time from Thor 2 to, to Thor Ragnarok because all of a sudden this guy has developed some unworldly comedic chops uh, to the likes of which no Marvel movie has seen seen before and wow, the amount of comedy we get out of this movie, man, it's just nonexistent in Thor 2. nonexistent, not by any measure. Uh, I think maybe the most Comedic thing we had in that movie was him hanging his hammer up on the uh, coat rack when he walked into the apartment. That probably been the funniest thing he did. That old movie, but this one it's just chalked full of quips, one liners, funny stuff galore. Um, you know, uh, awkward situations. The writers just did a beautiful job of making this movie very relatable and very comedic.
1: You what know, about you? I, I agree, and I think whoever the director was, uh, you know, I've seen his name. It's uh, Taika Weyatiti, Wait- I believe, and I, I'm probably not pronouncing his name correctly, so apologies in advance. But he made a very calculated and one that made the movie work in in the sense of. The comedy seemed to, a, disappear without me even realizing that the comedy kind of disappeared. And B, when it needed to get serious, the comedy stopped. It didn't do comedy for the comedy's you know, sake, but it still had some comedic elements in it. So
0: Yeah, so- I mean, I think they were, they were very much going for a buddy type movie feel in this and I think they accomplished that a lot and if you look at the Avengers movies they've been moving in this direction to make it more relatable I think mainly Cap having the more funny scenes in in recent Avengers movies but, but they definitely have been moving in that direction of I don't know if they're doing it for the relatability aspect. They may be doing it to break up the movie a little bit more instead of being all dark and serious. And uh, like that other movie we when I mentioned. Right. Um, uh, And we even mentioned that. And think think of the other D.C. example that showed comedy works in superhero movies. Think of Wonder Woman. Right. What would that movie have not would have been if they took the comedy out? it would not have been the same movie by far and those moments make the movie relatable and gives the audience a break to not be so serious all the time and then you know it it, it provides breaks within the action and diving back into the more heavy stuff of of maybe i don't know asgard
1: getting destroyed <laughs> people being off and and I, I think it just works for a superhero movie yeah i mean you know i'm sitting here listening to you talk and i'm thinking you know, you go back and you look at the Captain America movies that even the ones that had, you know, the Falcon and uh, the Black Widow in it. So, you know, it, was, it wasn't it was just him in the movie, but then you, you know, go up to, you know, the Avengers with, um, you know, that introduced the vision. I mean, yeah, that introduced the vision, the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. I mean, you have Quicksilver die, you know, excuse me, die toward the end. And then the next Captain America, it's the Civil War. So, you know, yes, you had these characters together, but it's leading up to them fighting each other in the, in the most recent time we see them. Yeah. You know, so you didn't have that buddy aspect. You didn't have that um, getting along. And now you understand why the Hulk was gone, um, uh, and civil war, yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense, man. I, and
0: you know, until they explained it in the movie, I had really forgotten all about that, man, completely. And they did a wonderful job of of bridging the gap there, as well as you know, kind of give us giving us a you know some backstory of why uh, of what Thor has been trying to do since even the uh, um, captain the last Captain America movie. And and you know I just think they did a wonderful job of melding the two movies or the several movies together, and you know who would have thought we would have got a Thor where it would be so cool, cool and 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 the seriousness just was was there, but it just had
1: a certain amount of fun to it. I guess fun is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, because again, it goes back to the writing and directing. This is a movie, and again, spoilers, we've already given the spoiler warning, but, you know, we're assuming that you've listened to or watched um, Thor if you're listening to this review, but we're dealing with a movie that, number one, the villain is, you know, Hela or the Empress or the God of Hell or the Goddess of Hell, however you want to say it, the death of Odin, the uh, destruction of Asgard, you know, all these... Bad, Very dark, theme. dark yeah. themes, and we're talking about this being a lighthearted, funny movie. Yeah, man. Uh, again, like it goes to the writing, and
0: um, yeah. Do you want to? Do we want to talk about uh, Hello real quick and the deviation they made from the comic to bring her as a sister or a daughter
1: of sure. Odin? Let's go uh, for into it into the movie. Yeah, yeah. Let's have it. Man. All right. So in the comic, so so let me say this before I preface the way they wrote the story even though i knew that uh hella was not uh who she was in the story i really just liked how they did it in the story because for the context of how they told this story her her being presented as that worked what do you think
2: yeah yeah yeah
0: it made it made everything else in the movie have a bit more stakes. It was sort of like the same thing we see where where Thor has this constant struggle with struggle with his, you know, adopted brother Loki. And but it the stakes are a little bit higher because this is his real legit sister. And we find out that Odin has been keeping this lair of of um I'm not gonna say treachery, but this lair of uh, what's the word uh, they very early on the 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 how odin actually can train gain control of the nine realms it was a bloodbath really and and thor had pretty much been shielded from all of this he's just seen the the fluffy kingdom blah 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 part of of the whole reign he he didn't see how they actually conquered these realms and Hela was around for these times and she does have a deep connection with Odin and you know just to see where that relationship went to where when Thor was born she was kind of cast out and and locked up because she did not want to see the kingdom become a peaceful society society I, All I right, guess so I guess. let
1: me ask you a question how how um Long do you think she has been around in Thor? Hmm. Thor as, as in, in Marvel. I have no idea. Okay. Do you, recent or classic? Meaning? Did, oh, she, classic. Okay. I'll be classic. Yeah. All right. I didn't. I did not realize that she was actually as uh, old in the comics as what she is. But uh, it says that Hela was adopted from the Norse. Excuse me. Uh, Hela was adopted from North. Norse Myths by Stanley and Jack Kirby and first appeared in Journey into Mystery number 102, March 1964. She was born in Jotlheim, Jotunheim, the land of the giants. She is the child of Loki, albeit a different incarnation, who died during a previous Asgardian Ragnarok and the giantess Ang- Angroba, um when she became of age, Odin appointed her as the goddess of the dead. So there you go. Yeah, man, just really cool the
0: dynamic they had in the family. And, you know, we all, they already had a huge dynamic with Loki, but, you know, bringing, bringing uh, Hela in there it just made it even more dynamic. And, man, um, can I say this? And I know we're not at the end. But, sure. But, but I think Thor, Thor is my new favorite superhero. <laughs> um, I really think so. And, you know, I, as a layman comic person, always figured that Thor's hammer was the key to him being Thor. You know, um, I know he's the god of thunder or whatever. And um, that being said, you never saw a whole lot of just the thunder part of it. If, I, if I'm saying it correctly. right now,
1: you're saying it correctly, because you don't you know, not you, but most people don't realize. And I forget it most times. He controls the weather. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, and, and it, they never really even show that. Well, they did show it for
0: a bit. And it was almost a throwaway scene in Thor 2. They show this one part where he actually goes to Earth and um, and Jane isn't getting rained on. Oh, and, true. And, but it's raining all of a si- around her. But it's is like throwaway. They never really embrace it until this movie. You see where uh, when when, when Odin first dies, you see where the storm just comes over the top of him just because he's having this feeling. And they really, really embrace that in this movie. And that's what I love. They, you know, (laughs) Thor went from being the cheesiest character in the first Avengers, the cheesiest by far, even more
1: so than Captain America.
0: Even more so than Captain America. Okay, all right. They they have done a full turnaround, and Thor is now you know he got the locks cut off. He has the the bad a haircut now, and this dude is the freaking coolest character in Marvel right now, man. I, I I don't know, man. I just love Thor. He's he's awesome. After this movie, he's just totally changed my opinion of him.
1: All right. So, what did you think? Since we were talking about Hela, what did you think of the actress Kate Blanchett who played? Hella in this movie.
0: Yeah, I was trying to think what have I seen Kate Blanchett in before, and I have no idea. Uh, but that being said, I think she did a phenomenal job as Hella in this movie. Very, very believable, very uh dastardly and evil and all that other stuff. Um, I love the effect that they had on her for being able to throw these spikes out of her body. And, and controlled it in a, in some way. Uh, got, got a diff, but I don't really know how that equates to spikes coming out of your hand and your feet. Sure. Uh, maybe you can explain that, but I thought that was really cool. Can she do that in the comics as well?
1: You know, uh, she's mostly, you know, magic. She's more of a manipulative force. I mean, rather, I think, in the comics than than she is as a one-on-one fighter. I mean, she's got the Asgardian powers. She's got telepathy. She can, you know, manipulate people. She's, But she's, you know, the fighting that they did with her, I mean, was like absolutely, you know, fantastic. Oh, so um, good. Uh, you, you were asking some of the things that she has been in. She has played Queen Elizabeth several times, Elizabeth I. She's been in all three of The Lord of the Rings. Um, she was Gal, yeah, she Galadriel was a, or Galadriel or she was an elf, I believe, maybe. All right. She has been in The Hobbit as that same character.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's where I know her from, then. And
1: okay. um, a whole bunch of other things. And she's one, um, you know, she's like, I'm just looking and like the talented Miss Mr. Ripley. Um, anyway, but she's been in bunches and bunches and bunches of stuff. So, um, what did you think of her costume? Let me ask you that. And there's a reason I'm asking, but tell me, what you what did you think?
0: Yeah, I believe you're probably going to the horn part. Uh, yeah, the head did, piece, did, and the horn. They did didn't it. really explain that, but um, whenever she really got mad or had to fight, she would bring up the horn piece or whatever that's called. Uh, can you explain what that actually is?
1: Uh, I just think it's the headdress that she's always worn. And, you know, they usually say that uh, in – you know, comic book uh form translated into real form, doesn't really always translate. I I I thought it worked. I didn't mind that she had the big horn looking headdress on her head. I thought it was so cool that it looked just like it did in the comics.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. I know I know you said it was n- not as big as it was in the comics, but um but but yeah, it seemed like it was moving as well, kinda had its own um doesn't seem like it was rigid. It seemed like it had a little fluidity to it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I kind of noticed that, too. But the whole thing with the spikes and, and everything, I mean, it was just, uh, you know, it's, it, it's just classic Hella. And, you know, even though she's been around s- ever, since I've been reading comics, you know, and I've seen her in stories, she's never been like, I will, I will pay more attention to her now because of this movie than I did before. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and we talked
0: about her right hand guy, uh, her executioner. Yes, um, which you you kind of you know tapped me on the shoulder, like, okay, remind me to tell you who that who that is or or explain that guy to you. So, have at it, sir. Uh, who is the executioner? All right. His
1: name is Serge. He is the executioner, and he's traditionally the lackey of another Asgardian uh, by the name of the Enchantress, and basically think of it as a board um if i remember back in the 60s her thing if i remember correctly was more so maybe she was in love with thor but he was in love with jane foster and so she was being evil because you know she wanted to get thor's attention other than being uh mischievous or or whatever so um Oh, so she, he was her lackey. What
0: happened to the other girl, the other, uh, as guardian in Thor two, she was not in the movie at all. Sif. Sif. Yeah. What yeah,
1: happened like, to her? She was, the actress was not available to shoot. And that was, Oh, that's, that's why they didn't show her. Um, because I read, I read an article that was saying, you know, why was Sif not in the movie? And she did get asked, but she was shooting something else. and, Uh, And that was actually when we were talking about um, the two guys from Stranger Things that weren't in this season. Yeah. That that was where I got that analogy from, was having read about the lady that played uh, Sif not being able, because of that very reason, she was shooting something else and her shooting schedule did not allow her to take for just a day or two to come be in Thor.
0: Uh and you, just for a day or two she could have made a cameo or something. Well you know? the th-
1: the three of them the 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 warriors three they were only in there for a couple of scenes so they oh, th- you know they could have been shot in a day or two. Yeah and they
0: well real quick uh remember I said Carl Urban was in this movie? Carl Urban was the executioner. He was bald headed. So ah, okay. <laughs> you could tell who he was. <laughs> so what else have we
1: seen him in?
0: Uh, he was in this show called Too Human. He played Bones in Star- the
1: Star Trek Kelvin reboots with J.J. J. Abrams. So he's gotcha. been in a lot of stuff. Because I yeah. kept thinking, he looks familiar, but I couldn't place it. And then you said Star Trek, and I'm going like, huh? But I don't know a bald person in Star Trek, So except for Picard, and that's not Picard. So... Yeah, good on him. He I, I
0: totally did not know that was him. But speaking of uh, the other Thor characters that were in this movie only briefly, cow, why were they in, in this movie only briefly? Tell me.
1: They didn't really have a place, I guess. Well, they got off. <laughs> well, they got off. True, but um, so yeah, I, that surprised me that they just killed all of them. Really surprising. But if that's the way. I mean, think about it. You can't have Ragnarok and Thor without having some of the characters die. You know, because yeah, that's Armageddon. You know, for them, that is the uh, Norse mythology version of Armageddon. So this is the destruction, uh, basically, the end of time or the end of Asgard. And that was uh, basically what Ragnarok is. But since I've been reading, I've seen Ragnarok two or three times since then. So. Oh.
0: So, at the end of Thor 2, we find out that Loki has pretty much faked his death and come to Asgard, and he has pretty much taken the place of Odin. Um, What do we think of uh, Loki being playing this this this
1: fake king to to the Asgardians
0: seems like he was doing a pretty good job, you know. Everybody uh, was yeah, hey. he
1: was good enough that only Thor was the one that couldn't figure it out. I mean, that did figure it out. I well, mean, only oh, only Thor and um uh,
0: the 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 uh, character. Yeah, Heimdall. Yeah. yeah seems like only
1: those two figured him out, but but yeah, it seems like everything was merry in the kingdom, yeah, even so much that I mean it was pretty much a dead giveaway when you're seeing this uh the life and times of Loki and you know and <laughs> Thor, uh which let me ask you this the the person that was on stage playing Thor, that wasn't the same actor, that was just somebody that they got that looked a lot like him, right yeah 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 that was not the same actor okay that's what i thought but at first it was like dang he looks you know a lot like the real thor
0: well it reminded me a lot for you game of thrones fans yes out exactly there. You know, there was a similar recreation type plays in the last season's season of game of thrones which i thought was really good as well
1: yeah i uh i i thought that too it actually didn't that happen like shortly before something happened to their king their child king uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so too. All right. So, um, so we see, um, so we see all of, uh, all of this and we see, you know, Hela come back. Uh what did you think of them going to earth and finding, um, finding, uh, Odin and how they found Odin? What did you think of that? Hey, if 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 only an excuse to see
0: um uh what's his name um doctor strange yeah damn. if only an excuse to see doctor strange i'm all for it cuz doctor strange is freaking amazing oh my goodness it was so good
1: so the, good yeah the interaction between him and thor was just hilariously funny yeah, and again, these
0: guys tying all these pieces together. We saw that same scene at the end of Doctor Strange where he's sitting down talking to Thor.
1: Right, you know? and just
0: didn't understand
1: it at the time in context. Yeah, and context.
0: It, yeah, as we, we get to see the full fleshed out scene, which I thought was freaking amazing. Uh, I love how Thor has, uh, him and Loki have kind of I guess Loki uses powers to make their, their suits look like clothes or whatever. (laughs) And um, the hammer is actually an umbrella. I thought that was really cool. So it just, it's just all kind of greatness in that, that few minutes that we got with Dr. Strange.
1: Okay. So let let me throw something in. If you don't don't mind, to interrupt you, but since you said the umbrella, let me throw this in the back in the sixties. When uh, Odin binded Thor to a mortal host he binded him to a a surgeon who had a walking cane. And uh, the way that Donald Blake became Thor was he would strike the walking cane uh, on the ground and the walking cane would transform into the hammer. So that was just kind of like fan service for him to have the umbrella or something that he could pound into the ground and then that become the hammer. That that was cool.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool, man. What what do we think about Doctor Strange in the scene though? The, the, he it was just more Doctor Strange. Anything special about him other uh, than
1: the fact we see, in which we already saw in in that scene from the you know the credits, yeah. we see you know the yellow gloves which we had not seen in the first Doctor Strange. So no, I just thought he he was. Funny, and he played the characters well, and you know. Then he was gone. I mean, but but yeah. but but I enjoyed it.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, good, and 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 definitely, um, you know, a key piece to finding Odin, I guess, in, in this. Yeah. I, oh, what I did want to mention is. He was like, what are you doing on Earth? You need to get out of here because, you know, I guess he's the predict- protector of Earth now. Uh, he knows all the happenings going on that don't need to be going on
1: on Earth. And he's like, uh, you
0: know, get your father and go, uh, which I thought was really cool.
1: So let me let me throw in another tidbit there. There was a time when this was like in the mid to, to late 90s where they took Thor off the charts for a while and there wasn't a thor book and they tied that into ragnarok believe it or not happening and thor thor was gone and i think to save if i remember the the um story correctly odin to save all the asgardians did some type of enchantment that turned them all into mortals and hid themselves from themselves and sent them all to earth. And they changed the title of the book from Thor back to journey into mystery. And uh, for like a couple of years, no Thor book. And it was about the Asgardians finding themselves. And if I remember correctly, Odin was a, homeless man out in front of, I think a, uh, you know, out on the street, but I think it was close to a nursing home. So I think that was uh, another fan service of showing the nursing home and then showing Odin in normal clothes.
2: Cool. Cool.
0: So we go to this, I guess at first I thought it was a garbage planet. Cause it seems like every portal in the universe is dumping their trash there. um, what do we think about? Is it the master? What's the what's the guy's the, name? The, the, the um the games the 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 games master the the games master. What do we
1: think about him
0: uh, being sort of this figure over uh,
1: this tournament? That I guess grandmaster. I keep saying games yeah. master, but the grandmaster. <laughs> he is a, he is an elder of the universe. He's been around, you know, probably since the late sixties, early seventies. He's one of those characters that's always kind of irritated me, but I've never really, you know, cared for him one way or the other. But for some reason, I saw him as a over flamboyant Vince McMahon. <laughs> yeah, that would be apt coming from a wrestling fan. I mean, I mean, but seriously, you know, I'm I'm watching him, you know, uh, pump these. Uh, Gladiator type sports, and you know some of the things that he's saying. I'm like, you kind of sound a little bit like Vince McMahon. Yeah, that may have been what they were going for. Actually, it I may don't have know. been.
0: Yeah, but we see where I guess uh, Hulk is kind of this um, the 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 head fighter. He has his own little um, apartment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and he gets all the luxuries of living there since he's the head fighter. I thought that was really cool. Uh, of course, the scene we saw from the trailer where where uh, Thor is like, "I work with him. I know him from work." Yeah, yeah. I thought that was really cool, but I did not expect Thor to kick Hulk's butt at all. But Thor is uh, you get him you get him riled up. Thor is a beast.
1: Yeah, and even with the 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 thing on his neck that was electrocuting him or or whatever it was that was doing it. Um, what did you think of the guy that cut his hair, by the way? Oh, Stan Lee? Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. And, when, him, Stan and when I was watching that, I I want to think, and, and and I may be dreaming this, I may be making this up, or I may be remembering this. It's got to be one of those three things. But I think there was a debate one time where they wanted to cut Thor's hair and Stanley wouldn't let them. I may be a hundred percent wrong there, but I thought that popped into my head whenever I'm like watching him being the one that cuts his hair, and I'm going, "Is that? Oh, that's that's kind of cool." But then again, I may be totally, you know, making that up. Uh, I, but but he, I think, but I seem to want to remember that. And you know, the absence of the
0: hair may be one of the things that makes me like this Thor even more. He looks a hundred percent less ridiculous without the hair.
1: Maybe know? so. Maybe so, maybe a little bit less campy.
0: So we find out that Hulk has been trapped in the... where well, Bruce has been trapped in, in as the Hulk for two years. Ever since that event, we're uh, in Avengers, where he was sent off into space. So you, you gave me a tidbit that this actually happened in the comic. Uh, I guess Planet Hulk was the name of the comic? Yes,
1: Planet Hulk was the name of the storyline, and it resulted after... Uh, Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Charles Xavier, Captain America. Um, I think it was Namor and Black Bolt and somebody else. Uh, maybe a, it maybe I think it was Stephen Strange. Doctor, so there were seven of them. They decided that the Hulk was too dangerous to be on Earth, so they lock um, lock him in a space capsule and shoot it into space and it lands on this random planet didn't have i don't think it had anything to do with the games master the hulk was more of a liberator he liberated these people as opposed to being this champion that they you know uh presented here but still he was hulk he was you know not just uh going back to banner and he For this entire uh, duration of this story, he was literally the Hulk. And as the Hulk found happiness, fell in love, um, didn't know it at the time, but uh, when he left, she was pregnant and had two kids, one of which uh, is, I think, still around in the Hulk stories today to some degree.
0: Yeah, it's kind of funny to see where we are in movies right now because we're at a point to where CG is so prevalent and I guess much more cost effective maybe than it used to be in times past where we can have a Hulk walking around for like 15, 20 minutes of the movie, walking around, talking, being Hulk the whole time, you know as to where we don't, we don't get but a few minutes of him turning into Hulk and, and pounding stuff and changing yeah, Literally, bags, so.
1: because, I mean, you, you in this movie, there, there was more Hulk in this movie than we've ever <laughs> seen before.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 certainly. And, oh, man, I love how they played Thor's reactions against talking to Hulk versus talking to, to Banner directly. I thought that was really cool. And the, the lines that he was feeding him, you know, yes. I like you way more than I like Hulk and then he told Hulk I, I like, like you. Look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I I like how they they played those lines. You know, I thought that was really good. Again, the writing in this movie fantastic. And uh, I guess the only thing we hadn't really talked about was Valkyrie. Um what why is this character
1: that is a Valkyrie called Valkyrie? I mean, what what's up with that? <laughs> All right. So let me let me while while we're still uh before we get into Valkyrie, let me mention another character that was in there um, who, who was the older of the two, I would assume. She may not have been older, but uh, she was called Topaz, the the other woman that was working for the game the Games Master. Yeah, the kind of bigger woman. Right. Yeah. So I mentioned to you, I kind of leaned over and said, you know, don't let me forget to tell you about uh, Topaz. And so... I don't really know much about this character. I really don't remember her that much. But back in the um, mid, um, m- well, back in the early 90s, back in what they called the boom of comic books, there was a company called Malibu Comics that Marvel ultimately bought for the t- uh, digital comic uh, that they were the first type to use. And I, what I mean by that is the digital printing, they were one of the first to to use this type of technology. And Marvel basically bought Malibu. And when they bought them, they said, okay, Malibu characters will stick around and they will, um, they're not going anywhere. We just bought them and, you know, they'll be Malibu, we'll be Marvel. Well, within two years, you know, there there had been this Uh, event that Marvel universe meets Malibu universe. And then basically the Malibu characters go away. This character, however, of Topaz was from Malibu. So Uh my only point of saying that is, does that mean as we go into the next phase of Marvel movies, will we see some of the characters that were Malibu characters, maybe come back uh, be so seen there again. Some of the, what are some of the tentpole tent pole Malibu characters? Uh, there was do? one that was really, really popular and it was sort of kind of like a Shazam offshoot. Uh, it was a character named Prime and basically what the kid could do is he um, basically turned into this big, super strong uh, superhero kind of thing called prime and um uh, i think it only lasted a couple of hours or something and then he reverted back i mean but he was really popular at the time there was another character named um mantra um w- which was kind of weird but but it was interesting for the time it was a um soldier that every generation would be reincarnated back into another type of soldier for a new generation. And this time he's reincarnated. And it's kind of ironic considering where we're going in 2018. This time he was reincarnated back as a woman. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh cool. So, like so there were some cool kind of characters, but they just kind of, like I said, went away after Marvel uh, Malibu, and um, curious and interesting that topaz shows back up in a Marvel movie.
0: FYI Prime looks like s- somebody is on a major steroid. Steroids. Yeah, it was the nineties. <laughs> oh my good, good yep. lord.
1: Yep, it was. Yeah, the the more 90s. muscles than Hook do. It was the nineties. And I think it was some kind of protoplasm. So the kid was sc- sort of like asleep inside the, and controlling the protoplasm or something. And he could basically, I mean, I think he just kind of like popped out of the chest or something after. I'm not sure. I, I read, only read a couple of issues of that. I just remembered him being the pole, super strong, supermanish type character.
0: Wow. Bejesus.
1: Okay. So back to <laughs> Valkyrie. Uh, the, the Valkyrie were the so basically the the Valkyrie were sort of like the angels of death in uh-huh. the sense of they would come to a warrior and and escort them to this uh, realm of you know the afterlife of, of warriors just reward sort of like they were like the ushers into death is the way they've always been uh presented. In this, they were like you know just female warriors that were fighting Hella.
0: Ah, ah. I really like them though. They sound, seem like pretty cool force and I really like how they portrayed them, you know, on the horses and everything. Uh Pegasus, I should say. Uh, I thought that was really cool.
1: Now, a curious thing, uh, there was a, speaking of the New Mutants, there was a crossover pretty much early on where the New Mutants actually go and fight Hela. And Danielle, one of the New Mutants that was actually in that trailer, she actually becomes a Valkyrie, gets her own horse and the winged horses. And she can actually see visions of death, meaning she can see, like, when, when someone's close to death, she sees this skull, of, you know, like, kind of like above them. So she knows when somebody's about to die. Ah, so, huh, qu- that's interesting. So, so kind of interesting. That's- so cool. um, back, to, back to Valkyrie, um, what did you think of her? Uh,
0: I really liked her Um, just from her use of gadgets that we see at the very beginning to, you know, her fighting skills and, you know, her bearing away her pain to try to drink it away. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. I, lo- I loved her. She's a very relatable character. And, um, yeah, I like that she kind of sees the light at the end and then ch- chooses to to pair with, with, uh, with Thor and Hulk to actually, you know, go back and take it back Asgard. I thought that was fantastic.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I didn't think I would like the character because I knew, um, you know, that it was so um, not what I was used to because it was, uh, it was not your Brunhilde the Valkyrie. But we actually get to see a glimpse of in, um in this movie. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's also, um, you know, her being the last of the Valkyrie, you know, that's a lot of pressure, you know, so I can see why she would run off and, you know, want to want to drink it all away. True, uh, true. J- j- just a quick throwback to a conversation we had a, a, a few minutes ago about the play, and the guy playing Thor in the play was actually uh, uh, um, the brother of the real um Luke. Uh, it was Luke Hemsworth.
1: Ah, so that the is girl, why he person. looks so much like him. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. All right. Yeah, so that's dream. cool. <laughs> so what did you think? So we pretty much carry, you know, uh, gone around, uh, you know, all the characters except for Loki. What did you think of Loki? Oh man. Just when
0: I really want to like Loki. Cause you know, they've done this for three movies they fooled us to thinking that Loki has turned the page. He's going to be good. He's going to be the brother that Thor wants him to be. You know, he's turning his life around. And yeah, uh, Loki going to be Loki uh, most of the time. But yeah, I think he does make a pretty good change at the end. But still, at the in the back of your mind, you know he's scheming. Now, maybe you can clear up something for me. At the part where where uh, Thor actually gives him that shocker implant thing and throws the control down and kind of just leaves Loki there. Was that planned to get the rest of the people on the ship? Or was that just a coincidence that he actually helped from there? I just, that think,
1: I just think it was a coincidence, honestly. Ah. I mean, I think, I think he's... You know, if you look at it, these two beings are immortal. So he he being Thor knows Loki is going to eventually find his way home. How, you know, by, by mischievousness, by deceit, by whatever, he's going to eventually find his way back home. He's done that millennia or for thousands of years or whatever. So this is just another in a long line of, uh, in my opinion, Loki doing what Loki does. Yeah. Yeah, you know huh. another thing I want to mention, and, and they actually reference something that people have complained about in the first Thor movie, and I think this was done as fan service because wasn't Thor like say the second or third Marvel movie? The first um, Thor? Yeah, it was pretty early on. It was pretty early on. Okay, yeah. so I would speculate that they did not think or did not guess or whatever however you want to say it, that number one, you would not only have a Thor movie, but you would have Thor three, or you know, the third uh Thor movie. But yeah. but even that, that you know, the Marvel movies would be as strong and still going as what they are. I'm sure they hoped that, but they they had a lot of fan service in that first one being in uh, Odin's armory or his, you know, showcase or whatever being the, uh, eye of Agamotto, be it, uh, the infinity gauntlet. And since you saw Thanos show up and, um, I think it was after the second Avengers trailer and you see that empty infinity gauntlet, people have been going like, huh, huh, what, what, how can this be? So what do we find out in this movie? (laughs) yeah hella pretty much as much
0: much walks in and says it's fake and like just knocks it on the ground and doesn't pay any attention to it so yeah that's that's i don't know a really good retcon or maybe it was you know that's what they had in mind from the whole time i don't i don't know but like you said it was early on in the in the marvel universe
1: yep so um what did you think about um let's see here you know i wanted to ask you a couple of more questions but what did you think about the whole look of the walls you know the the place where they were that whole feeling the look of it what did you think of it and which which particular part I'm uh sorry. when they, oh no 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 uh when they're on there with the grandmaster um i thought
0: it was cool very spacey looking which i loved uh, You know, I I love it when they're in colorful colorful environments. And I really thought that whole whole planet concept, I feel like, was very well fleshed out. It felt like an actual, different, distinct place. And they have the same themes running through all the architecture of all the buildings. And it felt very much like it could be a planet out there that was living and breathing. So I loved it.
1: So the interesting thing is... All those buildings and the, the the designs on the walls and all of that was very Jack Kirby esque, meaning it was very similar. Even even the the, the designs in the Thor Ragnarok uh, logo that we see in the movie, those circles and lines are very, um, very symbolic, or are very not symbolic, but very homage to how jack kirby would draw technology and uh, and things and that was uh very very obvious and and the um you know the the buildings and the inside of the walls and stuff like that just remind me of i I feel like i'm reading a 1960s comic book ah
0: ah, i get that yeah it, it was really awesome i think it really worked for the movie
1: so you know on the outside of that um uh, games master or the grandmaster's um castle or whatever his tower or whatever, uh there were these the heads. the heads. Did you did you notice anything about the heads? Um I think the top one was Hulk, I believe, maybe. Right. It, um the other ones I had no idea. So Okay, explain. so there is one there is an alien, and I've always said that he looks like a horse skull, but there is something called, and you, depending on how you want to pronounce it, Beta Ray or Beal. and one of those faces out there was the horse skull-faced alien uh, that was once deemed worthy by uh, Odin to also possess a hammer similar to Thor's. Really? Yep. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yep. So, uh, he has a different, um, I can't remember the name of his, uh, his, um, hammer, but, um, yeah, he has his own hammer and I don't know what's the latest, you know, what, what he's doing now, but, um, we at least saw his face in there.
0: Yeah. So speaking of Molinar, is it possible to get it back at this point? We see where Hela pretty much just destroys it from the from the outset when Thor tries to use it on her. Do we think
1: he'll get it back? or I don't think he even needs it at this point. I don't point. think he needs it at this point either. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it, it, it's just so, because I forget it too sometimes. They depend so much on that hammer that it's so easy to forget that the hammer is not Thor. Yeah,
0: yeah, agreed. Agreed. Because I
1: used to think that, okay, so like in the comics, you you know, Thor was unworthy to lift the hammer. And when he became unworthy, I was thinking, okay, well, what happens to him? How does he still have powers? Because then, you know, there was the female Thor that's there now that someone else became the power of Thor. but. If, if you go back to the inscription on the hammer, it says, you know, Who, he's whoever, or blah, blah, worthy, shall, um, shall possess the power of Thor. It doesn't say shall possess Thor's powers. Uh, isn't
0: that the same thing?
1: <laughs> no. It, the second way for me is if it's possessing Thor's powers, meaning you are taking, if you are in possession, you've taken the power from him, and now you've got it gotcha the gotcha. Fo- the way I mean I, yeah you're right it's just different ways of saying the same thing but the other way just kind of just sounds the other way to me so no no I, I get what you're saying I get you saying it does make a little sense I know I get you so what was huh. your favorite part of the movie
0: oh favorite part favorite part oh man I hate to be you know stereotypical here but I just enjoyed the whole thing man the whole freaking thing I love the actual fight between Thor and um, Thor and the Hulk. I thought that's one for the ages, even though, you know, I mentioned it before, two buddies fighting, he's kind of reluctant fighting on one of them's part. But, you know, I love, I love, love, love that fight sequence. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. And even just the last battle uh, and what is the road into
1: uh, Asgore called? Is there a name uh, for that? It's the Rainbow Bridge is what they call it, but they, but he calls really? it the, the Bifrost or whatever. But seriously, it's, it was called the Rainbow Bridge, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, I thought that fight was awesome
0: there at the end. <laughs> uh, the the, um, the dire wolf thing fighting I thought was
1: kind of cool as well. Um, I know it's not called the dire wolf. Yeah, but, dire wolf. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. And Sutter, what did you think of him? We hadn't even mentioned him. Okay, who was he? He's the 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 fire man. Oh
0: yeah, he was cool. Yeah, I mean just the CG on this movie was off the charts, you know. There was not one part that I didn't think was believable. And that just goes to maybe I guess I will say what's my favorite part of this movie. It's just the utter scale. You know, after just having watched Thor 2, I thought the scale on that was fantastic. But all the stuff they were able to pull off in this movie you know it rivals a star wars but this is a thor movie and look look at all the places they go and the scale of what we see in this movie is just just kind of fantastic and unbelievable as well
1: you know i didn't I, I and i'm uh i'm just now you know reading through the uh one of the the spoilers from from the movie there was a dragon from uh the early days that Stanley would always say this word with such, you know, like uh, animation when, when, when I've heard him say the name. But that, remember the dragon that gets his head cut off at the beginning? Yeah. That dragon is named Finn, and let me see if I can say it Finn Fang Foom.
0: Really? Yeah, that's the name <laughs> of the
1: dragon. Finn Fang Foom. I'm I'm not joking. F-I-N-F-A-N-G-F-O-O-M. Fin, fang, foom. Ah, Cool. So anyway, (laughs) um, you know, I don't think I have any um, thing that I could say that I liked better or liked worse, you know, from the movie. I just think that I went out and saw the movie and there was nothing in there that I just did not like. I mean, I enjoyed the whole movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, agreed, man. Awesome movie, man. And if you are even remotely a Marvel fan, if or if not, this is a must see because I think you can pretty much go into this one and not know any background. You know, you could probably go into this and not have seen Thor one and two and still, you know, jump in and and love it. Yeah.
1: So last thing we see at the end, they're in space. So now you know it's Asgardians in space. So you know they're flying around in space, and they come up at the end to this humongous ship. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder who ship that is. Yeah, I, and it makes you wonder: Did Loki pick up something that somebody else might want? As you oh, and I didn't even get yeah. that, but yeah, you you you're the one that mentioned that. So. Interesting. Yes. So maybe they're
0: not there as in for so much as, you know, they see this ship living Asgard, but they maybe have some kind of a tracking on that particular uh, <clears throat> stone that yeah. uh, <laughs> that uh, that Loki has. And and yeah,
1: I guess we're going to have a lot to see when the the next uh, Avengers comes out. Maybe so. So is that? So we've got um, Black Panther coming. So is Black Panther the only Marvel movie until? Um, Avengers: Infinity War. I, I don't think, know. I think so. I Think it is. Yeah. Yeah. When does Infinity War come out? Isn't do it know? next year? The Part One. I, I think so. You yeah, think, I think like so. May, June, July, like summer next year.
0: Yeah, man. Marvel is hitting on all cylinders, man. It's it's just phenomenal what they've been able to do.
1: Yep. I I agree, and that's you know that's the that's what happens when you're able to control your own characters. <laughs> I mean seriously, I'm not trying to be funny, yeah. but that's really what happens when you can control them so yeah I, is that in reference to uh x men is what you're saying i mean i guess i guess yeah, I guess I am, but I was actually meaning it for any property, i guess you know when the when the people who create it are making it. You know, and I guess DC does the same. So I guess it's kind of a moot point. It's they're just doing it well. Agreed. 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 All right. So I think we've, um, you know, beaten this movie into Ragnarok almost. So um, anything else that you are working on that you would like to share with everybody? Yeah, guys,
0: uh, if you like, uh, you know, the Marvel stuff, you might also be a Star Trek fan. And if you are, you should check out my other podcasts that I do with the who story himself, Cal Jones. And it is the STD, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. You can find that at STD podcast dot com where we talk about Star Trek discovery along with all things Trek. So, yeah, we'd appreciate it to come over and check that out.
1: All right, what about you, Cap? Well, other than working on that with you, you and I are also on our YouTube channel, and we have actually speculated about this particular movie in one of our videos, doing a trailer reaction. We've talked about my reaction to The Walking Dead. So we've actually got, you know, some, uh, you know, quite a bit of content out there. We'll be putting more So if you want to subscribe, which we hope you do, you can go to youtube.discussingwho.com and uh, subscribe, leave us some feedback. And also, if you want to leave us some feedback on this episode, tell us what you think, or any other episode that we've done, uh, do that, and we will include that in an upcoming episode. So you can do that by sending us an email to discussingwho at gmail.com, attach an audio clip to it, and we will play it on a future episode. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that pretty much wraps it up for this episode. We will be back soon with another episode. So, again, thank you for listening, and we will be back next time. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just
2: in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussingwho. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash discussingwho, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that? You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com. Or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.